<laughs> what are you guys playing these days? Um, Mario. <laughs> like uh, like Mario Run on, on the phone. Yeah, on the phone. Nice. <laughs> how many how many toads does she have? Um, or how many toads do you have? Let me see. I, I I think th I think this would be a great thing for us to talk about for a little bit because uh, I spend at least fifteen or twenty minutes in Super Mario Run every. We're day. gonna we're gonna look at my. Do I have you on my list? We'll fix that if I don't. But uh, let's see. I have two thousand two hundred ninety-four. She's got three eighty-five. You have two thousand two hundred ninety-four. Yes. I have two thousand two hundred ninety-two. Damn it! Okay. <laughs> We're like two toads apart. I'm, I'm gonna go in and get some more toads real quick. Oh, just so you could be higher. I see how it yep, is. Yep. Yep. So, so uh, of the of the different toad <laughs> rallies, uh, the ones that I play the most are the um, the airships. Damn it! So you can get all the colors. Yep. Be well, usually I need the uh, the purple ones most because. I, like my my whole goal is to uh get all what is it all five rainbow bridges uh yes uh, i am not doing well right now maybe it's because i'm recording and not like super super like ridiculous into it i have died four times in this level so far this person's gonna kick my ass yeah i'm not even dun, gonna dun, dun, dun. do this right now but ah uh, oh, damn it i missed a star <laughs> <laughs> another one. Oh, here we go Okay, blue coins. All the guys throwing wrenches who I hate. Oh, I'm 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 ahead. I'm ahead. <laughs> Here we go. This is great radio. 14 14 seconds left. This is brilliant. Oh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not worried. Like I said, I can I'll go through and edit all this out. Uh, I'm just, like I said, I'm doing real bad. Real bad. Three, two, one. Finish. Okay, let's see how many toads I have. Hey, at least I had two purple ones cheering. Okay. Oh, I won. 279. My toad count now. Is twenty three twenty. Congratulations. <laughs> you played your daily toad rally. Let's see if I have you as a friend. No. But I can Oh, I don't want to do that. Here, I'll send it to you. Okay. Anywho. I, uh, we, we got up this morning and, uh, actually before we got up this morning, we were looking at, um, all the Nintendo announcements and decided that, God damn it, we're gonna have to buy a Switch, aren't we? That was our, <laughs> that was our conclusion. Specifically after the Zelda trailer. Yeah, I heard the Zelda trailer was really, really good. Yes. It just makes me go, I really, like, I don't like the design of the Switch. I don't, like, I understand the idea of having a kind of a hybrid portable but home sort of thing. It is it is the next step of what they were doing with the Wii U mm -hmm. of having, you know, the big controller that you sit down on the couch with. But 
you know, I like the idea of okay, well, I'm gonna take this thing, and then we're gonna both we're gonna dock this thing, and both of us take the little controllers off the sides, and then we have a joystick and and four buttons, right? So, it I guess for me it would be different if it, if it was two D pads. Because uh-huh. then it would be more like a classic Nintendo controller, and I think I would be a little more comfortable with that. I don't like joysticks on controllers. It it like the only time I've ever been comfortable with it was playing Nintendo sixty four. So, I don't know. Well, that <laughs> joysticks on controllers, huh? I mean, I mean, a joystick on a controller is never going to be a mouse and keyboard. However, that has just kind of been the standard on. On consoles for, oh well, yeah, since I know. Nintendo sixty four, exactly, exactly. So I don't know. It it just I, maybe it's because I'm one of these classic people that <clears throat> I really like my mouse and keyboard, and I'm I'm not really huge on uh, the the handheld controllers unless it's just like I'm just using a D pad and buttons. Um, and maybe it's also because the games that I tend to play. Uh, that I really, really get into. And, I mean, I've said this on this podcast before. It's like I really get into the first-person perspective games, whether it's a a first-person shooter or um, something that's like a cockpit game or whatever. It just, it it feels more comfortable using a mouse and keyboard uh, because of how you're controlling the head look and things like that. Uh, But whenever I'm sitting on a couch... It, it doesn't feel right having to have like two joysticks plus a D-pad to control your movement and your head look and it it it's it's like trying to rub your stomach like doing the circular rub your stomach and pat the top of your head at the same time that's what it's like to me it's like telling your two thumbs to do two different things as opposed to working together i mean that's 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 how it is i mean it it's it's just not as good of a control format there's no question the biggest biggest uh, time i ran into that um was I have a copy of Overwatch for both PC and PlayStation 4. <laughs> I cannot play the PlayStation 4 version hardly at all. It is it is very difficult. Um feel like it feels like I've never played the damn game before, mm-hmm. even though I've poured hours into the PC version. I'm like, what? I can't turn, I can't aim. Well, like- so whenever, whenever, um, when we were playing Diablo uh, a year or two ago, and yeah. uh, you were, uh, you and the girlfriend were at your place playing on, I guess your PS4, yeah, you know, I guess with PS4 controllers, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm sitting here on my Mac playing. Now Mac and PC because they're they're kind of the same platform. Um, like you can play on your PC and I can play on my Mac and we can still interact with each other. Excuse me, um, but because of the the difference in platforms for PS4 versus uh, PC or Mac, we wouldn't be able to play like the same time um, or how can I say this uh, like the same the same worlds and and things like that. Like you, we we couldn't play cooperatively. Well, Diablo and that's something I really didn't like. Diablo was a was was an interesting example because and, and of what's strong about each platform because um what we were what I was able to do you know I was able to play with um we were able to play together on the couch couch co-op is is fabulous on the console version but online co-op I guess it exists but it's not like 
that's where the PC shines is the uh, yeah is the online co-op. And, you know, and since then, at that time, you know, we had we had the one game, my gaming computer, basically, mm-hmm. and we had the PlayStation. So it made more sense to go that route. Since then, we've built a second. Uh, she's built actually a PC for herself, and now we have two PC copies of Diablo as well as many other games, and we're able to play it that way. Um, but we have to have two full computers, right? Mm-hmm. Two grand of equi- more than two grand of equipment to play together in the same room on these games. So it's it's you know better experience, but certainly a, a larger investment. Yeah. Well, the the game the game that Alexis and I uh, would play the most often with each other was uh, just playing Minecraft and creating a. Like, I would jump in on the iMac and go ahead and open a world or start a world and open it up to the LAN. And she would jump on with her MacBook Air. And we would just dork around for four or five hours and build stuff. So, <laughs> like, so I, I know what you mean about having a few grand involved in uh, in building out computers or, like, in, or in this case, because we're an all-Mac household, uh, being able to just buy a couple computers and, and jump on. Um, I am slowly, and I actually have a blog post I'm working on for this, um kind of naming all the different parts and everything. Uh, I am working on my 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 rig right now, my actual PC, big, ridiculous rig, and it's looking like it's going to be, be about $1,000 for the PC itself, and maybe a little bit north of that, maybe $1,100. Uh, and then all the VR stuff I want to get is going to be, of course, like another $800 or almost another $1,000. So we'll see. We'll see where all that goes. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's, right. You were asking me big. about that, 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 the parts and stuff. Yeah, and, and actually that was, uh, that's something that I've uh, already uh, written in the blog, is that, uh, like, you had uh, advised me to go to PCPartPicker.com, oh, yeah. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and I have links to a couple of the builds on there that I found, and then I have links to all the parts that I ended up uh, deciding to use. So if anybody else wants to go out and build something similar to mine, they can go to Amazon and they can buy the parts. So you never know; it could be yeah. kind of cool. The only pro- the only problem is uh, that that industry changes so fast. The the PC building industry, the PC parts industry, um, mm-hmm. that uh, I don't know how long your your parts list has been sitting around for, but it's a, it, you know it, it becomes less and less useful. You still have to go out and double check. Yeah, is this yeah. still the GPU, CPU I want? That kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I guess for most of a year, it's more or less the same, but it... Well, because because Intel hasn't updated their processors in a, in a really substantial way for the desks, the desktops anyway, uh, in the last year, the, like, I'm using a Skylake processor as opposed to the new KB Lake ones that are just got announced. And... So the graphics cards, nothing big has happened this year with that because CES just ended, and Grant and I were talking about that last week. Um, so you know, I I'm pretty pretty okay for the time being, especially ooh, especially because uh, Oculus and Vive keep dropping the recommended specs to be running the the different VR software. So and oh, that's yeah. you know, and that's a pretty high benchmark to to jump in and like oh, I'm gonna build a PC. Okay, well, you gonna what do you want to do with it? Well, I want to play games. Okay, well, what type of games? Well, I want to play in VR. Okay, well, that expl- that says a lot. <laughs> that's really... Okay, well, that's your your high watermark of what your computer needs to be able to do. And so, 
that's like I could I could build something out for half that price, and it'd be something that could run most modern games on it. But because I want to be able to do VR and I have to have all the extra equipment on it, then yeah. But uh, hopefully I'll have that blog post going up in a couple weeks whenever I have time to finish it up. It's been it's been kind of mad since the beginning of the year with uh, me playing catch up at my day job. Um, and just here's projects, here's uh, end of year reporting that we have to go through and do. And here's some other stuff like working on graphic design stuff and mock-ups on some changes we want to do on our website and things like that. So it's n nothing big. Uh, just I haven't had a lot of time to finish up doing that blog post and a couple other ones that I've been slowly writing as I'm trying to get back into to doing all of this. Well, I'm so. looking forward to uh, videos of you looking very silly playing VR games. Oh, oh, I have big plans. I have very big plans. <laughs> oh, good. Wesley, let me let me tell you about these plans. Okay. And 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 so okay, so me telling you about these plans is also technically me telling everybody else about these plans. Here's what I want to do. Okay, so first off, I want to buy a house. Okay, so that that is like an entry level thing that I want to do first. Oh yeah, no uh, big deal. It's, it's gonna be a little while. Um, and I could do this in an apartment. Just I need a little bit of room for it. Okay, so uh, I want to paint a section of the 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 the, the house or, or like if I had my own house, I'd do this in like the garage. Uh, cause I'd finish off the garage very nicely. Um, but I want to paint the walls black. Bear with me on this. It's kind of, kind of cliche, but I want to paint the walls black. And then I want to put in a probably 10 inch by 10 inch grid of neon orange, like quarter of an inch oh, wide tape. I see where this is going. I want to make it look like the fucking holodeck. I uh, yeah. You you okay. do you do realize you can't see the walls when you have a headset on, right? If I'm just doing something on let's say YouTube, then having it to where the way that I'm doing the production for the video is here's me talking about what I'm going to be doing and it's just a set piece that's behind you and you're talking to a camera, you're talking to a camera. Okay, then you go into in you go in game, you put on the head mounted display and then it shows the single camera perspective of what you're doing in game. So it doesn't really matter whether or not you can see the gridded wall and stuff like that. It's just meant to be a set. It's like if you were uh, recording a, a video blog and talking to a camera and like, hey, everybody, here's what my day is, or here's something that I'm talking about. You kind of want to have something interesting behind you while you're doing it. Uh, because if if you've got a blank white wall, then it's going to be a little weird and a little boring. And I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like it has as good of production value unless you're doing it uh, in front of a nice background, a nice set piece. And that's actually, uh, speaking of video blogs, my older brother, his political one he's trying mm -hmm. to start, every time he records video stuff that I've seen, it's like him at work and here's a bunch of tool shit behind him or it's him in his house. And I've, I've told him, like, hey, need to, to paint the wall some sort of uh, bright but muted color. So it's not like like overpowering, but it's something that that is comfortable, like a like a let's say a baby blue would be okay, um, or like a like a soft beige. But and then put some cool stuff up on the wall. Like he's he's talking about how uh, he has these political or like he leans in certain directions politically, and he's trying to talk about being a progressive. But he also is talking about how he used to be in the Marine Corps and and so forth. So having 
the stuff behind him that it's like here is a an American flag on the wall or here is a plaque or here are some of his medals that he had and and so forth and that just makes it that kind of dresses the setup a little bit and makes it a little more interesting and so that's why I want to have my holodeck and you know because it'd be fun and and you're a nerd uh, I I and because I'm a big fucking nerd yeah it'd yeah. be fun it and and. It, it, like, really, who cares how ridiculous I look? If I'm having fun and, and if people are willing to watch it and accept that I'm a nerd and come along this this adventure with me about being a nerd, then, you know, more uh, more power to them and more the merrier. And I'd be I'd be happy to, to invite people along with me. On. Uh, well, actually, one of my uh, one of my, my probably longer term goals once I uh, also have a house um. <laughs> Um, I think you're probably a little bit closer to doing it than I am, but I don't know. I might get lucky this year. Yeah. Well, our our plan involves changing states because it's not as possible in this state. Yeah. Where are you guys thinking about going? Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah. Like like Portland area or most likely, but okay. Honestly, Oregon is probably as far as we've realistically narrowed down to. Um. <laughs> Portland area is most likely, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think if if Alexis and I left the Bay Area, like right now, both of us have really good jobs. Oh, and and just so everyone on the internet hears this, uh, one rule with this podcast is that I don't talk about where I work and I don't talk about the company where my wife works. Um, so I don't want to do that with you either. Like we work for companies in the Bay Area. That's all that people need to know. Um, but both of us have pretty good jobs right now. Alexis has a very good job. And if we were to go, let's say if we moved up to Portland, then I would be looking at Nike. And, I mean, that would be kind of a dream job. I don't know if I would be able to do it uh, just because I don't know if my portfolio is good enough to get me in. Uh, but it's kind of like my degree is in menswear design, and I did like a, like a minor in activewear. So... That's kind of the stuff that I'm I'm into, and that would be that'd be amazing. But then we go, okay, well, where is Alexis going to work? And so, unless we can find her uh, something that pays similarly to what she's getting paid right now, which I, I I'm not sure that that's going to happen because she's getting paid pretty damn good, mm. and um, like she does uh, like photo editing and and things like that, and I'm sure she can find a job doing it, but. The people that are doing it, unless you're a manager level, which she is, unless you're a manager level, you're really not going to be making that great of money. And once you get up to the manager level, then you will make that money. If, if we were to find a company that had that type of opening and I had uh, an opening at, at, to go into something like Nike, then th- we can make that, that change happen. But beyond Portland, we are, I mean, we might also look at something like Seattle or just Cascadia or basically, I guess... From north of San Francisco up, we would be okay with a lot of different stuff, but you know, bigger cities would be the way to go. Yeah. Oh, probably in a similar boat. Anyways, what I was what I was getting at is, um, I want to build an astromech. I don't know if you've heard of the. Uh, you want to build build an R two? Yeah. Oh, I I have blueprints. The Builders Club, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I know all about the R two Builders Club. Um, I I have it. an account, and that's you know just because I wanted to start wrapping my brain around it. But it's realistically, involved. I can't actually do anything 
with it until I have a different space. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. A- um, and a different cash situation. <laughs> yeah, back back in 2011, yeah, 2011, uh, when my best friend back home in the Midwest, when he got married, about six months before he got married, whenever I moved to Chicago, I was like, you know what would be really great to do for James's wedding? It would. So so bear with me on this, Wes, because we, we might have to do this for your wedding. Okay, and, and if we do, then you're in on it, and and Alicia isn't. Uh, and so, what I wanted to do was get an R two unit, and give it like a like a like a collar and bow tie. Like it'd be a pretty long, wide collar to go all the way around the astromech. Give it a, a collar and bow tie, and then whenever, whenever it was like it's like the, and now the rings. I was the best man, so I was going to go, oh, I don't know what I did with them. Oh, oh, but wait. And then point down the aisle, and there's R2. Starts driving up the aisle, like, and doing his beeps and boops and spinning around, and, and then comes up, and R2 opens a little, like, spits out a little drawer and has the rings there. That would be epic. That would be amazing. And I thought about it, and then I looked into how much it would actually cost to either rent or purchase an astromech, or build one, I guess. And then I said, okay, that's a great idea. I, it's not going to happen. No. It's very expensive. No, that's a kind of, <laughs> you know someone, possibly someone has come to the wedding that, that has one, or builds yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Or have a connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I... She showed me a picture of almost that a few <laughs> minutes ago, or a little while ago. It's kind of ironic that you you mentioned that. <laughs> oh, yeah, at, at our venue. <laughs> She's it's looking really? at pictures of our venue, and there was a picture with an astromech in it. That's fantastic. It was hilarious. And you guys you guys are getting married down in in Orange County? Yes. Okay. And this is in November. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, I have I have the the RCP thing on or what save the date on my refrigerator, and I see it like every day. So I'm gonna I'm I'll have to figure out my logistics to do that, but I don't think it'll be a problem. All right. This this, this is me letting you know because we we've barely spoken in the last six <laughs> months or, or year. It's it's one of those. Oh, oh, hey, Wes, how's well, it going? I don't really want to yeah, talk too many logistics over the podcast, but. You're not the only person yeah, yeah. coming from this area to that area, so we could probably yeah. Yeah. do some working together type of thing. So yeah, it'll 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 be all right. All right, it'll be okay. We'll figure it out. And, and I, I mean, hopefully, I'll have the new car by then, and um, won't have to worry about putting in more miles on my little my little B hatchback, which oh, I just hit two hundred thousand miles, and that car is barely over five years old. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you live a hundred miles away from your office. Mine is in the shop right now. Mm. Yeah. What'd you do to it? <laughs> Crunch the front Wait. end in LA. Uh, no the fit well, more the fender, but it ended up being it. I got it. It. Long story, but anyways. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's okay. I, I, I trust me. I see this stuff every day driving to work, and I'm real lucky that stuff like this hasn't happened to me. So yeah, you don't you don't have to explain. I know, I know how things happen. 
this oh, I, I will say this last week up here um it's been raining really really hard it's yeah raining a lot here yeah. in the bay area and i haven't really been having that many issues with it i mean i need i need to go get, put new tires on the car and i might be able to to figure that out tomorrow because i was meaning to to do it this weekend so i haven't yeah i haven't had that many problems with the weather at all and here in the bay area okay so for anyone who doesn't know about the bay area um it's usually pretty dry uh we've been in the middle of a drought for the last five to six years um north the northern california is technically no longer in a drought based on the amount of rain that we've had through december and january so all of our reservoirs are full and um some of the the drought restrictions are being lifted right now but Southern California is still in a drought. So California technically is still in a drought. And people forget how... Well, they don't know how to drive in acclimat conditions. Like, if there if there's fog, they forget how to drive. If they, I mean, there's plenty of fog. There's fog here all the time, regardless of whether or not there's rain. In the middle of the drought, there's still mountains and, and waves of fog. But people for, lose their fucking minds, and they can't drive it's like okay it your your car has probably has pretty decent tires on it you're going in a straight line right you don't have to drive 30 miles an hour in a 65 zone on the freeway you can probably drive about 50 you'll be okay but yeah so the opposite is true as well people uh people pull off some pretty risky stuff in pretty poor conditions Oh yeah, the drive, my drive back from the uh, from the shop after I dropped off my car, I had a, I had a rental, so I was in a rental, very unfamiliar car, much different mm-hmm. than what I'm used to driving, and damn, that was that was the scariest drive, because it was <laughs> it was that rainy day that we had earlier this week and or last weekend I guess. Yep. That would have been Tuesday, yeah. And it was, um, people were just doing stupid shit, risky shit for some reason. I, you know, I would, I would laugh. Well, I mean, you, you live, uh, in a part of the East Bay that I never drive. So I, I drive, um, 880, uh, south of San Mateo Bridge, across the San Mateo Bridge, and then, uh, 101 north of, uh, San Mateo Bridge. So that's like my my little corridor. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. It's real bad. Oh man, I I have like, to drive. Just just the drive home is fucking terrible. And it, the San Mateo Bridge is fine because I'm both directions in the evenings and in the mornings. Uh, whenever I go over that bridge, it's uh, like reverse commute. But 880 in the evenings, trying to go northbound is a nightmare. And then 101 in general late in the evenings is is a nightmare in the mornings not so bad especially since i'm getting in the office about 10 a.m so you know most people are already off the road by then yeah i i've i've had to do the uh the stanford commute a few or periodically and uh from from the oakland area mm. mm-hmm. that's fun <sighs> that's just that's just that that just Make, makes my heart sink a little bit just yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. <sighs> you see, I it would be nice if we could actually find places 
to live or to rent that are closer to the places that we work. Uh, that would be the life, wouldn't it? Well, my commute right now is via ferry. Oh, right. And while it's not the cheapest option, it is the best commute I've ever had. Are you, are you still going downtown San Francisco? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so taking the, the ferry from Alameda to San Francisco, wonderful. Um, and then just walking, like, three blocks after that. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll shake my fist at you, my friend. <laughs> Damn you, Wesley. You don't have a ferry that goes to... Uh... Well, you do, but it's going to take two hours, and then... Okay, so you could get on a ferry at Larkspur, or I mean, maybe further north, but and then go to the same place you are in the Abarcadero. And then you get on another ferry that's going to take you over to something like Alameda. Or you can then get on the BART and then take the BART all the way down to Fremont. So you, don't, you can do all that. You, don't, you can do all that. Take, it's going to take three hours. You have to take two ferries. Oh, yeah. And that's a problem if you take make more than one ferry. Yeah. yeah. Like our, our friend Sam, um, Spaceman Sam, he – so he just – he and his wife just bought a house in Vallejo about a year ago. And uh, Mazel Tov, they just had a baby this last month. Uh and he keeps telling me that I need to come by and see the house and need to come by and see the baby. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I totally need to. I'm just, I'm never over there. Uh, and he he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you we we can figure something out. You can you can, you could move over here to Vallejo. And I'm like, no, no, I couldn't. I can't I can't move to Vallejo. It's gonna be just as bad of a commute. So it's. Uh, like it that that's a almost a sore i mean i bring it up but uh it's kind of a sore subject with me that it kind of gets me going a little whenever um i start talking like with people that i work with they're like so are you still doing that stupid commute i'm like yeah yeah they're like man i could never do that and i just kind of look at them like yeah yeah you could if you really had to you, you could do this commute it's not that bad it just it just sucks away hours of your life slowly yeah, yeah. slowly yeah I don't. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Where so? Where do your coworkers live? That they. Um. Let's say the people on my team. Um. Two of them live in San Jose. Okay. Um. Two of them live in Mountain View. Okay. Maybe th- maybe three of them live in Mountain View. Maybe one maybe one of them is in Sunnyvale, and then the other one is in San Francisco. He just bought a condo there. So they're so, just going up and down the peninsula, basically. Yeah, pretty much. They don't have to to contest with the North Bay at all. So, and hopefully, in about three months' time, Alexis and I won't have to deal with this either. We're looking at uh, we're looking at places <clears throat> in Pacifica, Daly City, uh, San Bruno, South San Francisco, Brisbane, uh, Milbrae, San Mateo, and uh, Burlingame right now. Okay. Oh, so, like that that chunk of land, the top part of San Mateo County, we're looking at places through there that hopefully falls within our budget and falls within uh, the sort of specifications we want. And I found a couple, and a couple places we looked at two years ago whenever, before we moved into this place. And I was like, eh, it's okay, I guess. But I mean, push comes to shove, and I can turn a three-hour commute into an hour or less commute then I might have to just jump at that, especially if I'm, in the end, going to be saving money. Because right now, uh, we did the math, and if we lived any anywhere in there, then it would actually, even after 
like a, a, an increase in rent because we're going to have to pay more. It would save us something like $600 a month uh, because we wouldn't be paying tolls. We wouldn't pay, be paying for as much gas. And, you know, hopefully in less than a year's time, we won't be paying for gas at all uh, because, quote, unquote, the new car. And if I, once once I can, I get mine, then hopefully I'll be able to charge at work and charge, um, you know, at, at a garage at the property or something like that. That'd be nice. So, you know, hopefully, basically, the, the offset of, of rent will pay for the car. And it'll be nice to finally have two cars. I, uh, I hope people find this interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean... Um, yeah, it's funny. The uh, a couple a couple of people in my office actually listened to the, the podcast this last week. Oh, nice. And, yeah, I was like, oh, thanks, man. They're like, yeah, it's really funny you guys talking about this, this, and this, and this. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I'm I'm glad that uh, we're entertaining. So, <laughs> hello, friends. I hope you're finding this entertaining. Um, we'll find something a little more interesting to talk about. Wesley and I have not spoken in like 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 Grant last week or my brother the week before. I haven't spoken to these people in uh, in voice for a year or two in some cases, so. <sighs> yes. What was I gonna add? Oh, that was something that I I I wanted to 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 touch base with you on. Yeah. So, um, uh, I guess you know we're thirty six minutes in. Uh, <laughs> so a couple years ago. 2013 into 2014, different periods, kind of on and off sort of things. You and I were involved in a video game sort of website thing that we were trying to get started. Yes. Included a YouTube channel and and stuff like that. And we even went so far as to do the Extra Life 24-hour gaming marathon one year. And, hey, we raised over $1,000 for... uh, the Mark Benioff Children's Hospital in San Francisco, or maybe the one in Oakland. I know they just opened the one in San Francisco, so maybe they, they moved it across the bay. But hey, we, we raised a thousand bucks for sick kids, so you know I, I would love to do that again. But um, after after the Extra Life stuff, and after I think two or three weeks later, when we were trying to do podcasting, and that was my first delving into podcasting, I think it was the first for you as well. Um, we, I, I don't want to say abruptly ended the project. I think it kind of, um, kind of fizzled out because I mean I didn't have as much time as I would have liked to have had to do the project, and I know you didn't either. Um, and I think the other people that we were trying to involve in the project, they really didn't have their hearts into it. Um, so I'm sorry that 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 didn't work out, and you know. I, I definitely want to, uh, like, put that offer out as I'm working on this project. If you ever want to be on podcasts or work on video game videos or whatever again, then I'm more than happy to to work on different stuff with you. I so. I think it was it was a bit ambitious. I think uh, I think uh, we we need to start small. Do, Damn it, Wesley. Do- we have to be ambitious. I know. Because there's other people that are making money doing these things. And not the making money is the point. The point is to have fun. Yes. And is to, to have fun with your friends. Yes. But making money is a nice plus. But and that it's a nice can't... benefit. And it's a nice uh, encouraging thing. That cannot be the goal. Because if that is the goal, <laughs> you're going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, <laughs> funny enough, in regards to the making money aspects of things, um, with the the first the first time we started doing the project and we had the YouTube channel, we were working on all, all these videos and clipping everything together. We, it, that I think that was probably the more ambitious part of it was trying to wrangle five people to record. Uh, hey, just do a, a ten minute video once a week. That's all I want you to do. And send it over to me. We'll edit it. We'll get it put up online. And I think that, yes, that was super, super ambitious. And that's where I really noticed that people's hearts weren't into it. But the thing that really kind of took the wind out of my sails was we actually had monetization going with um, with YouTube for a while. Oh, yes. On those videos. And we had made, I think, $2. <laughs> Something... Over the course of, like, two months, we made, like, $2. And they don't do a payout until you hit, like, 25 And it's not, again, it's not about the making of the money, the making money stuff. And and I'm going, I, I have a train of thought with it, with this, so bear with me. Uh, so the money-making part wasn't the point. Uh, but it's a nice, like, oh, okay, well, it is a metric. It is something that we can tell that uh, that people are watching these and... I guess people are enjoying them. It, it seems kind of fun. Okay, cool. Uh, and it, it's like, okay, well, let's go ahead and make another video. Let's make more videos. Let's keep this going. And the th the thing that took the wind out of my sails was after who after a friend of ours who I believe later became your roommate um, opened something like ten tabs. He told me about this after he did it. And I think this is the reason why. It's either this reason we got monetization taken away or because music from these video games, because of YouTube's algorithms, it I, noticed things and started giving us strikes. I think it was the algorithms. I don't think it was the the multiple you, tabs. I don't... I think it was we just... He went... We went he too went far. We didn't pull audio out. We didn't do stuff like that. He went through and and like ten tabs and hit play all for like four days, and it's like an hour worth of worth of stuff that it turned into like a hundred hours at least. <laughs> and I mean, we saw a huge spike in traffic. Yeah. So, and and whenever I tried to uh, appeal that, like the people at YouTube just they, I mean, you're just some random person like random names saying please turn my monetization back on and they don't give a fuck so i was like all right well i guess i'm not gonna be doing stuff on youtube then and i kind of still have that opinion but that kind of like me thinking about it and I, I i look at the the monetization stuff and and the trying to make a career out of creating content and this kind of uh a new year's resolution of mine is to try to create as much content as possible hence me updating my blog at least once a week and me uh doing this podcast once a week as well as my launch of the patreon site that i i started i don't know if you've seen that yet but i just i started something and a couple people are willing to throw a few dollars at me so i have 30 dollars a month coming in right now as of the time that we record um and if anything, to me, what that is, because now I look at that as a subscriber base. I have three people as subscribers saying, we care enough about what you're trying to accomplish to encourage you by saying, we expect you to do something every week. 
So I'm wrangling cats again. Like, how can I keep, keep doing all this stuff? And it's not about making money. It's about, you know, trying to find an audience and trying to find uh, a reason to not give up on the project. And, and at least that's how I'm looking at the whole thing at this point. So here's to, you know, 2017, let's do 50 podcasts. Not you, necessarily, Wesley. I don't need <laughs> you to do 50 podcasts. I mean, you are invited to come on, and we can talk about whatever comes to mind, or if we have a specific, okay, we want to talk about these three things. Because I know uh, with the episode zero, with my older brother, we said we wanted to talk about three things. And with Grant, it was, okay, well, we want to talk about two things. And you, I'm just like, ah, fuck it, we'll figure something out. <laughs> so, yeah, we haven't <laughs> talked in a while, so. Got a little stream of consciousness, but uh, mm-hmm. it's bit, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. If if I've lost people by now, well, thanks for coming. Thanks for stopping by. Next week will be better. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm certain of this. We'll get back to the really testy, not safe for work subjects. Oh yeah. Speaking of speaking of which, Wesley, what are some not safe for work subjects that you would expect a podcast to be talking about? That is a great question, William. Because this is something that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Because I mean, we can go and make, make poop jokes and talk about boobs and jerking off all day long, but I don't really think it that's... needs to have. Con- I mean, if they're <sighs> like, like for a while, I think one of the ideas we had for this episode was talking about some past Apple Store stuff or past oh, yeah, Apple yeah, yeah. stuff, right? And there are certainly right. certainly stories that, that we can tell that are definitely, you know, not safe for work type of content. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going through and just thinking of for the, shared experiences and, yeah. and people that we both know that we could talk, tell stories about. Or, you know, even just yeah. folks that, that came in and were interested characters and that kind of thing. <sighs> um, <laughs> plenty of that. Oh. But, you know, within the context of telling those stories, you don't just want to, like, say, hey, dick jokes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, that that's something that I've struggled with, with the idea of this podcast. And I, I liked the the basis of, um, of the podcast being kind of no holds barred. Just, like, just leave it wide open. Uh, talk about whatever you want and... You know, language, who cares? I mark the podcast as explicit. This is not for the kids. And just kind of wanted to be able to say, okay, well, if you want to talk about um, some movie that you saw and there's a scene that, you know, things are happening, whatever, or you want to talk about politics. And I know politics can be pretty damn testy on a lot of people. And it would be it would be wonderful to get like a, a three-seater podcast one one week with my older brother, who's super, super progressive. I'm kind of using him as a go-to for some of that stuff. <laughs> and then, on the other hand, have someone who's pretty conservative that that we could be like, all right, we're going to have a little bit of a debate. We're, we have differences of opinions, and while I lean way left, having having a perspective from the other side, you know, kind of kind of brings you down to earth a little bit. And I think that's that's important. So good luck uh, uh, finding someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we live in the Bay Area. Most people are about the same. Yeah. Um, I had most of the people that, like my best friend back home, uh, I made a joke to him and his wife back almost a year ago now, 
that was what I wanted to uh, to teach their son. He's got to be like three years old now. He's he's just learning to talk. He, and whenever Alexis and I were back there about a year and a half ago, he's he's getting there, learning to talk and whatnot. I want to be like, hey Sam, what do you want to be when you grow up? Anything but a Republican. <laughs> just this cute little four year old coming up. Hey Sammy, what do you want to be when you grow up? I think that would be fantastic. And I made that joke to he and Camille, and they were like, yeah, we're already doing that. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, well, I'm going to have to teach him something else. Uncle Will's got to make sure that, that, the, that everything is balanced with the force with these two and with their kids. So, yeah. But um, with, with, like... There are there are uh, bloggers in San Francisco that I'm friends with that I follow pretty closely on the internet that they blog about uh, different sort like actually not safe for work stuff and pornography and and uh, like sex subjects and and whatnot and and it's not that I'm not familiar with sex because I'm a 35 year old married man I'm relatively familiar with what sex is oh I know. But, well, I we've known each other for a while. Wes, Wesley, how do, how do you know my depth of knowledge about sex? Because that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Because I know <laughs> some of the women you've dated. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and uh, the types of women you used to date. <laughs> you know, I would like to think that I have good taste. Uh, and That's not what I'm arguing. That's not what I'm implying. I would like. Well, hold on. I would like to think I have good taste, but I make very, very bad decisions sometimes. <laughs> so, that, that, I think that's what my gravestone will say: "Great taste makes bad decisions." <clears throat> and I think we've just come up with a name for this episode of the podcast. Um, but, like. Like other 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 subjects that are not safe for people in mixed company to talk about, I've I've had kind of either I haven't put enough thought into it, which is probably what it is, or I haven't um, I haven't really put enough effort, or I'm, maybe I'm just not aware, or maybe I'm just too much of a straight arrow about things. It just in general in life. Like, I play too safe and too much by the rules, and I don't really get into certain things. Um, which is, I guess, why my, my go-to about not safe for work is, how can I talk about politics a little bit? And how can I talk about uh, things that are really going to piss certain pe people off? But then, unless I, unless you have the per people coming from the other side, yeah, I think I think it's kind of lame, unless you, you're actually having an intelligent argument about it. So It's hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, with uh, with the stuff that I'm doing now on this on this site and with this podcast is the podcast, the the blog. I've got the Patreon, which is just my own reinforcement to make sure that I'm actually doing this every week. Um, I'm doing all my uh, print design stuff again. I just right before we start recording, I uploaded uh, a bunch of new print designs. Uh, and a couple older ones from about a year ago to this new site that I'm printing through that people can order. I mean, it, most of it's women's wear, but because that's what they, they'll do the all-over print stuff on, 
um, which is fine, which is, is totally cool. Uh, but, you know, I don't see myself purchasing and, bo- and, and wearing a pair of yoga pants anytime soon. Oh, come um, on! I mean, <laughs> maybe around the house. So you. It's so you. Yeah. Hey, you know, I do have, I have the stretchy pants that you're supposed to wear to the gym whenever you're, like, on treadmills and stuff like that. And I do wear those sometimes. So maybe maybe that's my buy-in, mm. is, is I, I, I get some of those. I give them to my friends who are photogenic. And I say, hey, go to the gym, and we're going to take your, take pictures of you, and we're going to sell it as exercise gear. And maybe that's how I get into Nike. Huh? Yeah. That could be it. I think we've we I need, think we figured it out. We need a photo shoot with clothes that you actually probably wouldn't realistically go out in public in. This I know is plenty what we of people need. who'd go out in public with that stuff on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one of the one of the kind of safe subjects that you and I are are very very familiar with, like you just mentioned a couple minutes ago, was stuff with Apple. And this week was the tenth anniversary of iPhone being announced. Mm. And mm-hmm. I didn't go through and rewatch. Did you go through and rewatch the the keynote at all this week? Like as as like oh I have it. It was ten years ago. I remember parts of it. The uh, what were the three things? There were three things that the iPhone is: widescreen, well, wide touchscreen iPod, uh, revolutionary phone, and communication device, uh, internet and an internet communication device. And these are all the same product. And it it's a cube that spins around one two three one two three one two three. Yeah. And wait, so were you working for the company at that point? So back in 2007? Um, I was not. Um, I did join the company during the first year of iPhone, but not at that. Yeah, yeah, not at that time. Well, I was in town hall in Cupertino for that event. Mm -hmm. So for people who don't know, um, Apple's corporate campus, the the one that they've been in for the last couple decades, uh, is Infinite Loop. And you go in, and where the gift shop is, effectively, is one infinite loop. And on the back side, I think, is four infinite loop. And that's where the press comes in for the, the town hall events where they talk about... But, well, that's where the, the original iPod was unveiled and where they usually do smaller events that they don't need to rent out Bill Graham Civic Center or Yerba Buena or whatever. And what they'll do for the events that are at Bill Graham or at Yerba Buena or whatever... They will let employees go into Town Hall and watch it on a live feed that's streamed in, which is pretty similar to what uh, customers get to see at this point. And actually, I think it's the same feed now because they they just use the same uh, technology they've been using for that. And they just opened it up on stuff like Apple TV and on the website. And there was like an entire row of us from our store in San Francisco that it was probably 12 or 15 people just right in the middle of town hall all in a row cheering throughout this entire event and like i remember there was a uh, whenever they whenever steve was showing off like and you can set pictures as your lock screen image and it showed like the the uh, clownfish and it's like slide to unlock right and we said and you can set an, a different picture for this and like in the middle of town hall it's packed full of people I'm sitting there in the very middle going, oh, shit. And everyone just kind of went quiet and looked at me. I was like, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> and I just went, oh, uh, my bad. Retail. Right here, retail. <laughs> just 
we quieted down after that. But it was it was a great event and it was a lot of fun. And uh, I know that year, like we left the group that I was with. We left town hall that day. Everyone going, how can I put down money on this right now? How can I put money down on this right now? And then they were also starting to talk about, well, what if they, what if, what if Apple makes a tablet? What if we make a tablet? What if we release a tablet? And of course, we didn't realize it was going to be three years later that we did that. But everyone just wanted to throw money at it immediately there at, at, at the outtake of it. And we drove back. Most of us worked that afternoon. Uh, so we drove back to the city. And um, at the time, I worked, oh, well, I lived downtown, um, like what, like three blocks away from you. And ended up like just went straight into work and started talking to customers about this this new device that we're gonna be showing off. And then, um, were you there for launch of iPhone in June? I was not. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, try- I'm just trying to remember who had come onto the team and, and stuff like that. Um, for the so my position at the Apple flagship store in downtown San Francisco in 2007 um, was head of visual merchandising. And there were, well, there were two of us. We had the same job. It was like person one, person two, you have the same role. And um, the other guy's name is Christian. And he and I, like we were setting up for the event, like the day that the release was going to happen. And we closed the store down at like 2 p.m. And we were going to reopen at 6 and start selling the phone. And whenever we closed down at 2 2 p.m., we blacked the windows out. So people couldn't see us changing the entire store. And we had to pull the entire store staff, plus a bunch of people from from retail uh, development or uh, retail merchandising that had come up for the event. And Christian was in charge of handling the demo units uh, that were going to be on the front table right next to the door, as well as the window displays. And I was in charge of all of the merchandising of all the new cases and swapping around all the other parts of the store. And during this, it's probably about two hours in, we're on autopilot at that point, and all the teams are really fast going through, putting stuff on pegs, putting stuff on pegs, putting stuff on pegs, gluing down docks, things like that. I'm like, whew, I'm going to take a couple minutes, step back and, and just get my mind out of it and take a rest. And I just kind of like look over to my left and I happen to be standing next to Johnny Ive. And I mean, I don't know if you've met uh, Jonathan Ive. I didn't. But he's he's a super nice guy. Uh, And so he and I just got to stand there and and talk about the phone for about 10 minutes. And and I ended ended the conversation. I had to jump back in stuff. I was like, all right, well, hey, it was really great talking to you. Thanks for coming by. And thank you for all of this. And I just kind of put my arms up in the air, like like all of the design of all of the things. And he's like, yeah, yeah no problem. And so went back to doing all of that. Uh, and that was, that was a fantastic uh, moment to be able to say that during the original iPhone launch, I got to hang out and talk to Johnny Ive before we had opened the doors and, and brought down the curtains to show them off to, to customers. And I think that's something that I'm going to kind of remember for the rest of my life. Cause I mean, that, and that was the second time I'd got to meet him, but it was kind of the most impactful moment 
Uh, the first time I got to meet him was whenever the first edition, first generation iPod Nano was released, like the black, white, glossy looking ones with color screens um, in 2005 that I actually sold it to to him. Hmm. Like he had come up to the registry and he's like, oh, let me go ahead and get one of those, the, the black ones. And I was like, okay. And he pulls out his badge and says Johnny on it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and I start to turn around and um, our manager, Michael, was standing there behind me. He's like, hi, Johnny. Here, Will, step out of the way. Let me go ahead and take care of this for you. Because <laughs> he <laughs> knew who Johnny Ive was. Right. I had no fucking clue at that <laughs> point. Because I'd been with the company for all of like four months. Um... And <clears throat> I was just a cashier at that time. Right. And it was it was really funny. And um, a couple years after, so in 2011 going into 2012, whenever I was in Chicago running uh, visual merchandising for the flagship there basically the the december 31st going into um january 1st so new year's eve there was the announcement that uh johnny i was being awarded the knight of the british order um and he was going to be knighted and, and all that and i was like you know what this is one of those moments so i queued up at one of my internal like on the the internal apple email to uh jay ive or whatever is his um uh, email addresses it's like hey johnny and it's like i just wanted to um send a note to you that you know says congratulations um i've met you on these certain circumstances and you've the the work that you have done in your career has uh inspired me to try to follow in in some of those directions and at the time i was uh, starting a graduate program for industrial design which did not go well mm -hmm. um yeah, I, I tried to do that at, at our old alma mater there in San Francisco, and uh -huh. uh, yeah, that that was that was a good waste of about thirty grand. So hey, don't go to the Academy of Art in San Francisco. If you're a kid listening to this, and you're thinking about going to college. Don't go to art school. Be an engineer. That's my opinion. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. Don't go to art school. Be an engineer and figure out the art stuff by watching uh, stuff on the internet or reading Tumblr. Something like that. You're going to learn a lot more that way. Oh, yeah. I'd agree but, with that. Um, like, I mean, you have a degree in graphic design. I have a degree in fashion. What am I doing? Graphic design. What are you doing? Teaching. <laughs> so, I, I, you're, you're still teaching, right? Yep. yep. Doing IT, basically, and doing yep. teaching. <clears throat> oh, oh, that's right. Uh, to finish the, the Johnny Ive thing, um, after we... Well, after I'd sent the email, it was just like, hey, I met you know, under these circumstances. You've inspired me to, to start a graduate program for uh, industrial design. Thank you very much. Congratulations again. Um, thank you for all of these things. I hope you have a great new year. Send. It's probably like three paragraphs. Yeah. 20 minutes later, I got a response going saying, hey, yeah, I remember. Thanks. You too. <laughs> I'm just like fuck yes i got an email back from jonathan ive nice yeah nice and it, on on new year's eve of all things i'm betting he was like he like sitting in his house on in pacific heights his ridiculous house that he has up there right um like drinking a glass of wine like yep it's new year's eve i'm just gonna chill out or something like that gets it gets a note on his on his phone he's like oh yeah sure send i can i can just see that in my head and i'm just like fuck yes one of my heroes. <clears throat> and then, of course, like a month later, um, there was a big expose on Apple making 
<coughs> devices in in China, and Tim had gone to China and was showing off and being like, "This is the working conditions." It was after the that that one man play of the the Steve Jobs stuff talk. Like, what was it the the ecstasy and something or other of Steve Jobs, like that one act play, and he was like ripping Apple a new one for uh, working conditions in China, and Tim, of course you know, went and said, this is actually how it is. <clears throat> After that it aired, I shot Tim an email going, hey, I just watched this, and uh, I'm really happy that we as a company are doing these sorts of things, and we're, and just, you know, me, you know, speaking the company line. Tim shot me back an email going, hey, thanks, I'm gonna do my best, something like that, and I was like, fuck yeah, I got an email from Tim Cook too, hell yeah. I don't know how many Apple employees have ever got to say that. I have so, no. I didn't get the trifecta. I, I, I didn't even attempt to email Steve. <laughs> like that ooh. Oh, there were there were Yeah, I know. There were um like horror stories that came out of Cupertino and, and you know, maybe it was the these are the types of horror stories that, you know, you tell around the campfires to scare people, but that people would get like they they would be in, in an elevator going from one floor to another floor and like a floor between them, Steve would get on. And they'd be the only two people in the elevator, and Steve would look at him and go, "So what do you do for my com- for my company?" And the guy's like, "And if you couldn't actually articulate what you did and and basically say, "Yes, Steve, what I do is a value to your company," then he would be like, "Oh, really?" And then fire you. And I, I think that that's yeah. you know bullshit sort of story because I don't I don't as tough as he was on things. I don't think he he would just like throw people under the bus like that, um, but that would be one of those those moments that I'd be like, um, well, I do these things and have to start, you know, like turn on the robot mind and okay, bullet point one, bullet point two, bullet point thing. Here are the things that I actually do. So, man, I miss Steve. I've got, I've got my plaque sitting here on the wall. So yeah, did you get the uh, did you get the Tim plaque or the Steve plaque? I got a Tim plaque. Ah. <laughs> I got the Steve one of the one got... of the early Tim plaques. Yeah, you would have gotten the Steve one. Yeah, because I've got my 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 badge with it and my business card from from SF. I've got that stuff somewhere. The plaque is out. One of my... The rest of the stuff is somewhere. I really, really wanted that that crystal cube. Really wanted that, and. Whenever I left the company in 2013, I was like, Ugh, I can come back in two years, within two years, and, and, and be back on the track to get the, the Crystal Cube. And then it didn't happen. So I'm still a little bit burned about that, but at the same time, I think that if I were to go back to the company, I would not be satisfied in the retail sector. And um, I don't know if I would be valuable enough to be hired into the corporate sector. So... You know, just being realistic. It's funny. Some of the some of the folks that we knew that transitioned from retail to corporate mm-hmm. are now leaving corporate, leaving the company. Yeah, actually, I've had a couple of them come over to my company. Oh, that's um, not surprising. <laughs> I've I've been poaching people myself. So, <laughs> like, oh hey, yeah, you are you sure you don't want to come over on this side of the bay? Yeah doing some pretty cool stuff too so uh yeah they're like 
the first person that comes to mind is uh, my friend Josh, and I think he had already left retail whenever you came on, because he left retail before the iPhone ever came out. Um, and he, like we sit like four desks away from each other, and like we'll we'll talk about uh, old school Apple stuff sometimes. Like the other day, we were talking about our old general manager and about the different relationships that we had with that guy over the course of four or five years. Oh, fun. Yeah. Now, it, have there been any... Were there any uh, big events or big experiences with working for that company that that you had that are worth mentioning? Nothing big. I mean, for me, it was a lot. I mean, there was obviously the the normal flagship moments, but it was it was more just the the everyday here and there experience and just meeting interesting people, um, hearing about interesting people. I mean, we we can we can share some of those stories. I uh, um, I can think of a couple off the top, yeah, top of my head. Yeah. So, um, here's, okay, so I got two. Okay. I got two that I can think of off the top of my head that are ridiculous. Okay. Okay, so, after I was with the company uh, almost a year, so almost on my year, my 12-month anniversary is whenever I got my promotion to visual merchandising. Sure. And I think about a month before that, I am, so if people don't realize it, Apple stores, there there is a phone number you can call and talk to someone actually in that store, physically located in that store. And they will, okay, yeah, let me go and check, make sure we have that in stock, whatever. Or they can check on your repair or whatever they need to do. And so I was, so they had like a, a group of like 10 of us that would cycle through uh, cash wrap and phones and a couple other little little like low priority spots or uh, low visibility spots um, that usually, you know, it's like, Oh, get, get some college kids to, to do that, that don't have the chops for technical stuff, or they don't have the chops for, for being like uh, high volume salespeople. So one night uh, I'm down on phones answering and trying to help people out. And we get a call from someone who had her iMac in that day to have RAM installed. And it was, it wasn't one of the, like the current style iMacs, mind you, we're talking, you know, 2000, very, very early 2006. And let's see, yeah, I started wearing there early 2005. Yeah. So very early 2006. So she had one of the lampshade iMac G4s. So with the big, the swivel face and all that, like the little bitty dome body. And to swap the RAM on that thing, you had to flip the whole body upside down and take out like two or three screws and take the bottom plate off of the the little hemisphere dome thing on, that sits on the table and then fiddle around and pop in RAM. So she had RAM installed by one of the geniuses that day and called us up to say, hey, I need to talk to so-and-so who was my genius who was helping me with this installation earlier today because... I've gotten home and my computer doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, shit. I'm not saying that, of course, but thinking, oh, okay, well, shit. Uh, how do we figure this out over the phone? Okay, give me a moment. Let me find out whether or not he's still here because, you know, it had been four or five hours at least. So call up to the bar. No, he's gone home for the day. 
hi, I'm sorry, miss, but the genius you're asking for has already left for the day. Let me go ahead and see if I can find someone else who can talk to you on the phone and might be able to give you some information on how to do this or find out whether or not you need to bring it back in and we'll fix it. We'll figure it out. He's like, she's like, fine, whatever. She's in, being impatient, of course, because most customers who call in to complain about things with Apple are usually pretty impatient and pretty pretty huffy about stuff at that point. Like you can go and see all the videos online of, of this sort of stuff, like people stamping their feet and yelling in an Apple store. But this woman was like, fine, whatever. I'm like, okay. So I, I go back and I talk to our, our, our friend Alexis, who is uh, doing uh, installations, like, of, like people dropping off their computer and getting RAM installed. And he's like, okay, so here's what we need to know. And he like listed off five things for me to ask. And then I went and talked to somebody in the genius room in the GER, and they're like, oh yeah, well we don't have anyone who can come to the phones right now and answer questions for you, uh, but she'll probably have to bring the computer in. And I mean, and even people are asking, do you think she's technically savvy enough to try to boot up the computer holding down the different keyboard commands so that it'll boot into safe mode, or you can clear the PRAM, or whatever else you need to do? And I'm like, I really don't mind by the sound of this. So we're going through this whether trying to explain different things, trying to explain this, and she's just getting more and more pissed because we're not able to find the solution right then and there. So I'm like, all right, well, um, hold on just a second. Because at, at, finally it, it got to the point that she starts screaming at me on the phone because I don't have the solution for her. And I, I put her on hold and then throw my hands up in the air and like just say, it's all yours, or something to that end. And um, Alexis, who was doing installs, he's like, here, I'll, I'll go and take care of it. So he jumps on the phone. And so I leave the operator station, walk through back of house, walk upstairs. By the time that I walk out there onto the first floor to the, the cash wrap, like coming from like the elevator, right? I get there to the cash wrap and the phone rings and I pick it up and Alexis is like, you're not going to fucking believe this. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I'm coming back down. So I run back down real fast. And so he's like, all right. So I get on the phone there. I'm like, okay, so let's go ahead and make sure that all your things are plugged in correctly first. Uh, we'll, we'll just take it from point number zero. I'm going to try to guide you through this whole thing, and we're going to figure out what's going on with your computer. And she's like, fine, fine, we'll do that. So he's like, all right, so let's confirm that all of your cables are plugged in. In the back, you should have your like you have your Ethernet cable, you have your power cable, you have your cables running to your speaker. She and she goes, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean a power cable? I don't have a power cable. I've got the Ethernet cable. It's plugged into the internet. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you you don't have a power cable plugged in? She's like, no, there's no power cable. I've never had a power cable. And that's when Alexis is like, right. So. And that's when she hangs up on him. Hey, so... So... Because she didn't plug it in. That's... She it, hung this, up on it, him, though. She hung up on him because she was that pissed off. And he, he was just like, yeah, so you want to plug it in. Or something to, to that effect. And she was just so pissed off that she had gone through an hour... I mean, you can understand why someone would feel like that, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, 
you have just made an ass of, out of yourself to, to a couple people on the phone, and you've gotten really pissed off at them. They're just trying to help you. And come to find out the problem is all on you. And we started making jokes about it. It's like, I'm sorry, ma'am, you seem to have an ID10T error. The issue seems to be somewhere located between your keyboard and the seat that you're sitting in. And like, like, these jokes that we make at, like back of house and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. We would never say these to customers, but it's like, you know, like four out of five times, a lot of cases. Oh, the fun stuff issues back of house. Issues that you have with, with yeah. yeah. It was always fun. Um, we do data trim. This is one of the first things I did coming into the store was data transfer. Oh, right. Data transfer right, was all yeah. day, right? Yeah. It was a very common occurrence to have very inappropriate photos <laughs> flash past the screen. Oh. This wasn't okay, like a one-off thing. This is like we started covering the screen because we didn't want to look at <laughs> Oh, yeah. Typically oh. male genitalia. Well, you live in San Francisco, and they're, yeah. they're proud of themselves. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's shit. okay. And, oh, yeah. Oh, it was oh, great. Oh, man. I, there was, okay. oh, I can't remember what genius it was. I want to say Zach, but I might be wrong on this. Okay. Had a customer. Uh, it might have been Phil, too. I don't remember which one. But, um, okay. He came up, iPhone customer. Um, mm-hmm. starts the interaction. It's a pretty typical issue. There's nothing special about the issue, but um, mm-hmm. his lock screen, <laughs> just straight up naked lady. Okay. A little awkward for for the genius, um, but, you know, our, our guys are pros. He goes through the normal troubleshooting and mm-hmm. helps him out. And Somewhere around the time they're wrapping up, um, that same lady walks up the stairs to the bar because that is apparently his girlfriend. Oh, man. Well, that's awkward. Yeah, it was real awkward. Um, <laughs> that, appar- that, wow. that was like a few stations down for me when I was helping somebody else. At the, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I'm just picturing that in my head going, oh, no. I'm trying to remember the conversation. Yeah, it was like something like. So so along the same veins. So for, for a long time, uh-huh. uh, the and we called it standard care, uh, yeah. which is where people would drop off their computers and they get software installed. Like they bought a new computer. They want to get office and they want to get this and this and this installed. Think as long as they they've purchased the software from the store, then the the people in Santa Care would go ahead and install it all for them. That was they would migrate the data from the old computer. That was that. what I was doing when, right. when I was yeah. starting. Yeah, yeah. The, the the data transfers and all that stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So for a long time, the visual merchandising back of house desk and the standard care desks were right next to each other. So there were there are many occasions that you and I ended up sitting at desks next to each other while you're doing your job and I'm doing mine. We're just talking about whatever. Or venting about whatever stupid shit's going on or what we're having to deal with. You know, normal sort of coworker stuff. And I remember that someone brought in a laptop to have a data uh, migration done on it. And they left a DVD in the drive. And this was a PC laptop. And whenever the... I don't know if it was you or our friend Kyle or, like, Phil or something like that... Um, who was there and got to experience this. But whenever they turn on, turned on the 
PC laptop because apparently it had been unplugged for a while, so they had to plug it in and it it just automatically restarted and whatever. So whenever that turned on, it immediately started playing the DVD that was in the drive. It was a DVD called Manhandled. Oh Do boy! You... <laughs> oh, that sounds I, I, fabulous. I, I, okay, so you, you you don't know about this one. Okay, so so it's like. Like immediately, it's just like, like full triple X pornography right there, like playing on this laptop. And whoever the the standard care technician was was desperately trying to turn down the volume because immediately you have the ah ah ah, ah <laughs> sort of noises going on. And <sighs> this would okay, be- so so they're finally they're like fuck it, eject, spit out the DVD, DVD. So, like most DVDs or Blu-rays and things like that, has a has an image screen printed on the the top side. Uh huh. You know, like, and it is a picture of a woman's face covered in semen, and says "manhandled" real big across it. So that became kind of a joke <laughs> in in back of house for a little <laughs> while. That uh, I mean, you know. It, it was definitely a boys will be boys sort of thing. We didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of ladies in back of house, uh, but okay. I mean, occasionally we had standard care technicians that were that were ladies. We uh, we had a few during awesome. during the time I was down there, but yeah. uh, but not then. Yeah, not then. And well, luckily, luckily they didn't come across that sort of stuff, or at least I I I don't recall hearing that they ever came across that sort of stuff. It was always like the guys that came across the really really raunchy stuff. Yeah, just like you know people doing their their iPhoto transfer where it pulls all the iPhoto stuff and then you have to go and verify and so it flashes every photo for like one second on the screen for three or four hours I mean everyone who worked in standard care including those ladies were familiar with yeah that. Well, luckily luckily they weren't the people that would get offended by those sorts of things oh, yeah, and I no. think that was kind of part of the job it's like this is something you might see yeah are you going to be okay with that yep and uh but yeah, so that that became a little bit of a, a joke for a while, and I'm I'm pretty sure that I could uh, text message Christian right now just with the word manhandled, and I would get like the the dying laughing emoji coming back at me. Like that's just <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, and so and then the 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 end of the story with that is that we we started making a joke we're like now should we take the dvd and put it in the new computer because that would be a full data migration huh and they open their new computer and immediately it'll start playing but then they'll know that we've seen it so i think whoever the the tech is they decided to leave it in the old computer and just act like they hadn't seen it before It it was really bad yeah um yeah so so you know uh, you don't get to do the awkward like here your computer's back and here's this dvd we found this dvd (laughs) that we found Um, is this yours do it do it at the bar in front of you know the 75 people waiting in line yeah is this your dvd and you like you pull it out and (laughs) hold it and show it to them like where everyone can see it is this yours because this was in this computer and this is your computer what's the yeah no no we we didn't do anything like that um but so I, I do have a, a third fun little story about stuff like like this that happened. Uh, right. This is this is a, a this isn't a raunchy or graphic sort of thing, but it is really funny. Um, 
back that first year that I was with the company, um, and I was running Cash Wrap and stuff like that, uh, we had a couple couple Mac specialists. One guy by the name of Chris and one guy by the name of Lee. And by the time that you had come on two years later, uh, both of them had, had gone off to other things. Uh, I believe one of them joined the military and the other one uh, became a genius for one of the eSpace stores. And, but one night, and I, I think I saw this happen. It's either I think I saw it happen or I've heard the story from enough people that I've got a nice visual picture in my head that so one night okay so I guess I should preface this with there was this woman not this one night she she is it this is a story about this woman on a one night but prior to this one night there was this little old Asian lady um I don't know uh Chinese Vietnamese some Southeast Asian uh descent little old lady who would come in almost every day and she would stand at one of the laptops at one of the uh, demo tables up in the front next to the front door and every day she would come in with two plastic or like layered plastic bags full of stuff like notebooks and folders and paperwork and all sorts of stuff and a lot of times she she looked a little bit nicer but sometimes she didn't and I mean, these are sorts of the sorts of characters that you would see in San Francisco prior to the recession, um, whenever things were were a little more affordable and um, the, for lack of a better way of saying it, when for when the crazies were kind of a little more prominent in downtown San Francisco. And so this woman would come in every day, every day, every day, every day, and she'd stand at the same computer every day, every day, every day. And she'd be checking her email, she'd be surfing the internet, she'd be doing all these things, whatever, whatever. Just type, 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 for about an hour and a half, two hours, every day, every day, every day, like clockwork. And finally, Lee and Chris, don't know which one of them, but one of them was just walking through, hey, is everyone, uh, everyone find everything okay? You guys, you all right? Do you have any questions? You know, the usual spiel that you're supposed to give to, you know, say, hey, I'm here to help if you have questions. Going through and doing that and peeked over her shoulder to see what she was doing. And she was writing an email. And while that isn't any anything special, it was who she was writing the email to that was the special part. She was emailing Bill Gates. Uh-huh. And the email that she was sending to Bill Gates was something along the lines of, Bill, I don't know why you keep doing this to me. I love you. We belong together. Etc. 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 It was the the classic jilted lover longing for uh, their ex style wow. letter. Wow. And apparently this was something that she did every day. And chances are she wasn't actually sending it to the real Bill Gates or to his email address or anything like that. Um, because, you know, these people, it, like, they, they have their own fantasies about the world around them and whatnot. But, so, because this was going on every day, every day, every day, Chris and Lee decided to have some fun with it. And, I mean, this is kind of cruel, but it's funny at the same time. So, one night... It was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something. They're both working, and she's in. Type, 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 type. 
and they're circling the table. So this is a, a five foot by seven foot or eight foot long table, five foot wide by seven or eight feet long table. And they're orbiting the table at an equal distance. So they're opposite sides of the table at all times. They're matching step all in time. And as they're doing this, and she's typed up, type, one of them goes, Hey, Lee. Yeah, Chris? Did you hear? Did I hear what? Did you hear that Bill Gates is over at the Metreon, at the Sony Style Store? He's showing off the new laptops and windows this week. I hear he's there tonight. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. You know, I heard that too. But I also heard that he's going to be there all week. And if you want to meet him, you just got to show up and hang out. Because he could be there anytime. And while they're saying this and having this exchange with with each other, she stops typing. And she's still looking at the screen and trying to look as though she's still engaged with what she's doing. And she's frozen. And they're, they're saying all of this. Oh, hey, yeah. But if you really want to meet him, you should go. You can just show up anytime. And at some point he'll be there. You just got to wait. They told me that they didn't see her for another like three months. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's one of the it's I don't t- to me, it's not a, a funny ha ha. It's a funny. Holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's mean, but it's amazing. I I, I want to make this clear. I didn't I, I'm not making this up. This was something that actually happened. I wasn't the one who did it, but and the fact it's that one of those it, things. The fact that it oh, worked. Man. And she she still came back for years. Yeah. But she she just she didn't hang out as often uh, or as long. She would just come in and check her email and leave. Um, so who knows? There was there was also one night. Fuck. Um, it was after Steve passed away. It was after I moved back to the Bay Area that this this little Asian woman, probably not as little or as old as this other one, um, was up at the bar and had started screaming at the genius about how she was Steve Jobs' wife and that he wasn't really dead and that she's going to have have whoever that genius was fired for not swapping her phone or something like that. Oh, man. There's all sorts of crazy shit that's gone on. I remember... Um, there were like old genius um well no, it was like apple care interaction phone calls that that had been recorded that somebody released on the internet uh like this is like 10 years ago and we would go through and listen to them in back of house and it was it was just like the most outrageous shit you've ever heard like oh man people people it's crazy yeah yeah, if you guys want, if you guys want more, there's a gold mine of just content stuff out there of stuff that p- former Apple employees have have put out and very, you know, just, just search to find all sorts of crazy shit. You know, I I don't see like I don't see any new things happening. Maybe I'm not maybe I'm not on Reddit. 
because I'm not on Reddit. Maybe it's because I'm not on Reddit <laughs> uh, that I'm not seeing this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, it doesn't pop like up as things. much as it used to, for sure. Um, in fact, if you search it, you'll probably get a lot of older stuff. But it's yeah. if you haven't searched it before, there's lots of great stuff. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to think think real long and hard about any more stories that I have about yeah about the old I think, I think we're the good old life. we're good for for right there's now some, some but crazy yeah. shit there's some shit oh man yeah well hey um it's hitting right now it's hitting uh about an hour and a half that we've been recording so I think we're probably good to I think everyone's to probably tuned out by now. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's probably tuned out they by get now unless the, they want to stick around for the Apple stories. They get the nuggets of the the fun stories at the end if they actually oh, stick it out. There you go. You yeah. might need to do some editing now. <laughs> um yeah, I'm 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 gonna do that tomorrow morning. Yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna get gonna get up nice and early and and try to salvage this this podcast from <laughs> So and and I'll leave this part in. The my recording on my computer has died at least twice while we're recording this so there will be cuts and yes yeah so yeah it, it it's kind of kind of bananas when that happens so all right but yeah thank wes it's it's good to talk to you man yeah and um we need to we need to actually fucking hang out at some point uh it's been forever yeah and hopefully cross my fingers hopefully in three or four months i'll be back in uh, back down on the peninsula and i'll be a lot more local and I will have evenings to do things in the city again, and maybe, hey, I'm gonna, like, it would be one of the, it could be one of those, hey, you want to grab dinner, and then, like, yeah, I'll just give you a ride home, no big deal. I I only have to drive over the bridge once every once in a while, so no big deal. So bridge isn't I, I so bad off hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or at least, like you know, like after eight, yeah, or something, something like that, and sometimes even then it's still a pain in the ass. So, all right. Well, hey man, it's good talking to you. And uh, let me know if uh, you have any any good ideas on on not safer subject matter that we can talk about in the we'll, in the podcast. We'll do. All right, man. All right.